0: Hi, this is Ethan Phillips and you're listening to Trek Mate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Earth attack, all-hands oh. battle station. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate
1: 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready.
2: Hello everybody and welcome to TrekMate. My name's Jude Hawkins. My name's Wayne Emery. And we are being joined by the legend that is Dr. <laughs> Trek, Larry Nemechek. There you go. How are uh, you, the babe? legend? I'm
3: a <laughs> yeah. Legend sounds like you're having to like go into the cemetery to see me or something. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very much here. We may oh. all be locked out and at home and all that, but we're very much
2: here. Uh, well, go. the thing is, we've. I was quite shocked at how long it's been since we've had you on the show. It's been like over a year and a bit since we had is you it? on last. So. Uh, yeah, I think the last time that like I like spoke to you, spoke to you like like over either Skype or in person was at DSt 2018. Wow. Wow.
3: Okay. Well, so, you know, I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> so it's quite shocking. We need to fix that definitely uh, more more so in the future. But yeah, you should how, have me on
3: sometime, time, Wayne.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> oh wait, that's great. yeah. Oh, and how are you keeping in this COVID world? I'm, I'm keeping in my, I'm keeping here
3: in Trekland HQ. No, I, I get out to the store. I do our shopping. So every three or four days I run, it's like two or three blocks away. And okay. I run down and grab food and come back. Occasionally along you know maybe one dedicated long trip but all, you know now they, and they've made it mandatory that you have to go with your little mask on mm-hmm. uh, did I, you know um, oh here no well I was wearing it yesterday on uh, Trekline Tuesday's live or the other day I had somebody made me made me a green one that looks like medical green from the 80s movies mm-hmm. and then someone had a Star Trek pattern with like it looks like 8-bit 80s digital game characters is it 8-bit yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, it's original series people, and there's like a McCoy right up front, centered in one of the folds. But it's, it's like a, furg- a surgical fold mask, you know? Nice. How you know, they knock down. I
4: like anyway, it. so
3: I have to, but they've made it a, LA County has made a thing where you have to go out with your mask on, or you mm-hmm. could be sighted, and not that they're like running around, you know, bashing on people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, like the drive through down here for Jack in the Box, it's like they won't serve you with the drive in window if you don't have your mask on in your car. Mm
2: hmm. Right, it is, so anyway, that's that's the thing. It's all sensible. It's all sensible. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's it's. So I
3: do get it out once in a while, but most of the time we're bunkering. We're hunker bunkering.
1: Same
2: here <laughs> for us too, as well. Yeah, no, that's yeah. it. Everyone's in their own little cocoon, keeping sane how they can. Yeah. And <laughs> so, and <laughs> to keep sane at the moment, Larry, something that uh, went through my head last week is like. I really want to know what Larry made of Star Trek: Picard, because I I know that in previously oh. over the years, um, like you've always had, like your head has always been firmly behind the curtain uh, with regards to the later uh, series of Trek. You always managed to like get the background scoops and like be like seeing things going on. Did you have any of that? uh my access this time around with picard or
3: no not really
2: because they're i mean they're at least here in la versus discovery
3: that's in toronto now a lot of the people that i've, I've talked to some of the people that have worked um uh, mm-hmm. uh worked on the shows and gotten a little gleaning that way i'm kind of way- what throws me right now is aside from the virus lockdown is Asi- and aside from the old days everything was like everything was located on the lot and we worked say like the old Star Trek.com. but even then like we we were working on the lot crossways everything was centralized
4: mm-hmm. and
3: i was working on the official guide and then the relationship of that led into uh, all the other things happening
4: mm-hmm. and everything
3: is so decentralized now i mean i've i've um, had shout outs and had some brief conversations with some of the makers Mm -hmm. and creators, but everything is so decentralized that, and it's only 10 episodes, and they're shooting up in Santa Clarita, and they did a lot of location work, but the main thing is, in the old days, they would start shooting in July, you had a whole season, Mm -hmm. a whole series for you guys. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: So series 1 would be, you know, f- would air from, you know, September to May or something or October to June and they would have started filming in April or May and mm-hmm. then they would wrap by March. So they would there would be two or three months where they were ahead of premiere and then they would wrap a month or two at the end before mm-hmm. they had their season finale. But basically it overlapped. But the the modern yeah. world where they're only shooting 10 And they shoot longer than, I think they shoot for 10 or 12 or 14 day shoots rather than like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. But they like, they have the whole season almost shot before Mm -hmm. they start premiering. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you'll hear about the second or third show, they'll say, by the week of the promo for the new episode, they'll say, well, we just had our wrap. So Mm -hmm. the, the overlap is so off. And it's hard to, and you don't want to, unless you've got something really like a, a, you know, a licensed product or something, you don't, um, it's like nobody can really talk about most of the season because it hasn't aired yet, yeah. unless you're on a real short list. So, and if you're on neither, then you're stuck, and you can't really talk about the season when it's done, by mm-hmm. the time you can talk about that, it's been ages since they were working on it, and people's memories aren't, so that's what I learned real fast working on the companion Mm -hmm. was you get in sync with their schedule and the best time was to talk to them when they're whether it was writers Mm -hmm. or stage people or you know post visual effects or something where wherever it was you know the visual effects people were the last people to finish up and the writers were the first people to finish up yeah you know what stage so it's like you would get the writers when they had to sit around in their office for a week or two before they could technically take off but mm-hmm. they were done. They had nothing hanging over. So they had like, that was the sweet spot to talk to them. And then Visual Effects was still, ah, I'm under my deadlines. You know, they were there and you had to wait about another month before they were there. But you found out where the sweet spot was to get to everybody where they, and they hadn't taken off to flush their, you know, to go back. They'd been working this insane show hours for nine months mm-hmm. and they went off through their vacations much deserved. But when they do that, they like flush their ma- mind. so the best time was to always get them after last deadline before they jump out of the office. And it's so hard to do that. You can't do that yep. now because they've been gone. They're back working on the new year by the time the thing is aired. That's what's that's the downside to me of this. So it's yeah. and some people remember their memories really well, and some people like if you get them out of the out of the freshness of the moment, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, yeah, we worked really hard on that." yeah <laughs> you know and that's where their detail level is it just depends on the person so that's what's frustrating i mean i still want to do that and i and i've talked to a couple of them a little bit more on discovery than on picard but mm-hmm. picard is right here and yeah. the affects people are all here and the writers are all here so yeah i'm lo- sorry for the long larry answer
2: no, no but
3: that's that's a, that's a dimension to this that people and when you see you know when you see some of the um the websites and magazines that have like a dedicated writer, like Ryan Britt is very Mm -hmm. good. And there's other writers who work for different websites. They're like the reporter for the show there. And even when they do a story, it's for in the moment. And sometimes they'll do something that's a whole, you know, they're trusted and it's a hold for future.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, And they bring it out. But even then it's like all these things are like little one point, one point, one point stories. And very, there's very few look back at the season as a whole. And when they are, They're very, I don't want to say surface as in they're shallow, but they've only got so much room.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Even on a digital page. And they don't do like an hour or two hour sit down like I used to do. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's, I was spoiled back in the day. But it was people sitting around their offices twiddling their thumbs waiting for their day they could officially check out.
4: Yeah. You know, all those
3: long views I do on the, and I have them on CD and all that. That's mm -hmm. what those were.
0: So anyway, so that Mm -hmm. doesn't
3: happen now. Mm-hmm. Which is frustrating. So it's like yeah. been a matter of trying to figure out the new, even when they're in your country and not in some foreign
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> country, like Canada. Uh, so after having uh, watched all of Picard, what was your general feeling uh, of the series? It, like, how did it stack up for you against TNG? Uh, like, were they true to. Picard as a character, because at one point that we've had brought up on the show, which I kind of like slightly agree on now, is Picard is a lot more weaker of a character now. He he's more willing to um, like be told what to do rather than striking like as like the like person in charge. He has moments of being like good old Picard
3: okay well can I just say here that sometimes the strength of having a hit show
4: mm-hmm.
3: with a with a loving fan base mm-hmm. and then like a lot of shows it gets old and dissipates and people get older but unlike that Star mm-hmm. Trek not only keeps its fan base but it grows over time. Mm-hmm. And people come to whatever it is,
0: next mm-hmm. gen, original
3: series, enterprise, whatever it is. A lot of people come to it after it was original, whatever the original form was, they come to it later. And that's, mm-hmm. that's why star Trek is star Trek and not 47,000 other shows yeah. and, and franchises. It's still picking there's very few that do that. It's still mm-hmm. picking fresh people. Up. And they don't have the luxury or the being spoiled of having been there the week to week. In fact, if we don't watch out, I worry sometimes that fa- it didn't happen with if the original series is finally phasing out of this. All the original series, because I'm a rerun baby, I I came to Star Trek with the original, but it was yeah. it was daily syndication, and we didn't have replay. You know, VHS tapes were a few years away, mm-hmm. and if you knew you could see a show, you just had to wait three months for it to yeah. cycle around on your after-school TV channel. Right? That's mm-hmm. in the states here um, for most of the markets. And then Next Gen, after four or five years in, they were daily stripping it like by the fifth or sixth or seventh season, Paramount was offering it for sale for daily reruns. So you could watch early reruns while you were watching new you know. And then all the, depending on their popularity, nothing was TNG and original series popularity as far as selling it to stations. So part of my thing here is everybody comes to it, but it's not like everybody watched the first time and then everybody gets old with it together because we have new Mm -hmm. fans coming in. And that's not their experience. To them, next generation is a row of Netflix boxes, uh, you mm-hmm. know, icons, or it's a, or it's a box of media sitting on their shelf. It's Blu-rays or mm-hmm. DVDs or something. So everybody's coming in with a different experience that way. And then the still and the years still pile up to where you have a, a social pendulum swing on the way we look at. And the original series has been back and forth two or three times on this. It's gone mm-hmm. from. The original to all the old guys with the cardboard sets and the Christmas blinky lights Mm -hmm. back to, oh, it's retro cool, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we'll do this. We're in the desert years of no new TV production. That's what we'll base our new movie series on because you go back to the roots, except it's not going to be exactly because we want to change some things.
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: (laughs) So we won't reboot it. Thank God. We will say it's an alternate universe. Yeah. Okay, fine. So, anyway, so like time goes by. And sometimes when we were the original watchers of something, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I was not a, an NBC primetime original series person. I'm a rerun baby, but I was the mm-hmm. syndication next gen every week person. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that in the way, you know, first run. So I don't have the perspective that the NBC primetime people did. And to be blunt, they're dying off. Yeah. <laughs> So their voice and the percentage – so now it's like the baby boomers of Trek is now the next generation, and the millennials Mm -hmm. are like the next generation people. Mm It's a bad metaphor. So everybody's Mm -hmm. coming at it from different places, and when you say – back to your question finally – how does Picard stack up against that? So A, I'm coming at it as a person who saw them come out weekly, Mm -hmm. and someone who started as a fan but by the end of the show wound up writing the official guidebook for the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then wound up getting to know every other cast of Star Trek better than I knew the next gens because I came to them late Mm -hmm. in that way. So what I'm saying is based on that. To me, me versus what I see a lot of people saying and like you said, I knew when they announced this show that it wouldn't it wouldn't sell, it wouldn't get new viewers, and bottom line, the creatives on the show wouldn't want to do it. And number one, most of all, Patrick would not want to do a clone mm-hmm. of Next Generation. Mm-hmm. As an actor, as a creative, he's going to say, been there, done that creatively. And then as a human being, you go, do I really want to try to compete with my you know, younger self? Yep. I mean, the original series guys did not run around and you know, run and jump and shoot mm-hmm. in the movies. They let them get older and do what they could do as they got older. And here you got Patrick and, and Picard the same way. I kept trying to tell people, even before they said it, you know, on Tuesdays Live, I told the Portales, This is not gonna be bright, shiny Picard and a bright, shiny bridge and a bright, shiny ship with a bright, shiny crew having bright, shiny little missions every week. It's mm-hmm. not that. He's an old he's an older actor. He's mm-hmm. done stuff. He doesn't want to compete with his legacy, he doesn't want to he doesn't want sequelitis mm-hmm. and then to fall short. You know, and just as creative he does he's done that already he doesn't want to do it again and they don't want to just copy copy something that's horrible that's, mm. sequel movies fail when they just do the same thing again and with nothing different so it was going to be a matter and, and i had a questionnaire with my my list i said what do you think's going to happen picard's an admiral and he goes on a secret mission for the 10 you know they'd say it's going yeah. to be a 10 story, streaming show he's an admiral and he's on a secret mission he's a retired admiral and he's on a secret mission he's mm-hmm. uh, he's he's resigned in protest over something and he's on a secret mission he's on he's an admiral but he's resigned his commission to go on a personal quest like Insurrection Redone yep. people forget this is the plot of Insurrection mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh, you know, but all those all, you know he's he's been kicked out of star fleet and he's mm-hmm. on a personal quest you know yep. or he's kicked out of Starfleet and he's on a covert mission for somebody I mean there's all those things and you know the bottom the bottom thing was he's just an admiral on yep. a ship with some people doing normal stuff I mean like no that's not going to happen and lucky there yep. it wound up being the, he resigned and goes on a personal quest
2: absolutely and uh, so, well, obviously...
3: yeah, right, but as far as when you said he looks weaker I'm like picard is is 93 or 94 patrick is 79 mm-hmm. i don't know how you define when you say weaker i mean weaker he's still
2: personality fights. wise in the sense yeah. of he's not um he he's much more um he's not assertive is he like? he's not as assertive the as line must be drawn previously. here no father yes, yes. he that's <laughs> like sort of level of picard the the uh okay a uh, great point um oh um even forgetting her name I, um
3: I think, can i just say i think he was i think i mean okay. look at the end of the show
2: i think there was p- definitely points where he was but well, uh, it's like um I'm... he got starfleet to
3: send an armada he found the original story of he found the original story behind the synth attack mm-hmm. that they were all manipulated and reprogrammed he fed i mean by the end of the 10 episodes he fulfilled his – he got what he wanted. He's an old man and got what he wanted. Without the backing of Starfleet and a uniform – I mean he started off doing everything by the book. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's me. You know me. I got Here's my resume. In case you – like it's like the little uh, – the sign, it's a funny moment. But the bit it, he goes in and the young lieutenant or whoever has to ask him who he is or he runs mm-hmm. into yes. the little bureaucracy visitor system. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a foreshadow of what's going to happen. It's a funny moment, and it was great for a preview bit. But mm-hmm. – it's a foreshadow that it's like sorry you know, and we all get to that point where something we used to be top dog in or king of the hill and we go back at some point and we're not the king of the hill top dog and we have to be just like we wandered in off the street which is exactly what happened to him which is totally realistic yeah oh uh, so, yeah, my, no, so my thing was he couldn't go and they say that in the show eventually he went off so she says sheer fucking hubris he's just being admiral picard retired Mm-hmm. But he's lost he's been off for 12 years or re- 15 years whatever is retired and he lost that track so bad on him. but he does start off go doing things by the book and being a Picard and he gets bashed down so many times. He's like, oh, okay, so to me I, he's the same old Picard only in a 93 year old shell, but he's as re- he has all his principles and all his duty bounds I, th- I feel and he's he, as when... resilient as hell. I That's feel we I... went
2: far, far too lightly on um, – I'm trying to remember the doctor's name that killed um, oh, uh, <laughs> Maddox. I, I don't understand why she's got away with murder and is now a part of the crew.
3: Because she was br- – well, A, they need her in the moment, and they had to be an interpersonal thing. And there was a lot of, hey, are you wackadoodle over there, like, you know, at yeah. arm's
4: length.
3: But – they finally figure out that she was, you know, under Vulcan mind control. She was brainwashed. She was, um, what's the, mo- um, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Manchurian candidate. Yeah. <laughs> she was Geordi, you know, only in, um, in the episode with the Cardassians and Geordi. Mm-hmm. Geordi's about to go shoot Picard and they stop him and figure it out just in time. Mm-hmm. They don't stop her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's okay because Maddox was- isn't a regular. No, I'm- <laughs>
2: And okay. but, uh, no I I, I personally uh, uh, that's one of the points that where I was just like they they haven't they haven't penalized her enough she well, should...
3: nobody put nobody put Geordi on trial for attempted manslaughter or attempted murder
2: I think personally I think personally going into that last episode I wanted to see a redemption arc with her I wanted to see her mm-hmm. sacrificing herself to redeem what she had done to Maddox and I think they
3: that... Didn't they try to do well, A, she figures out how to save the day once or twice in the last two parter with her stupid multi faces. But it's, oh, yeah. it's what they, Yeah. They did do that. And then she what is it? She gave up something. What else was it? That she's just gonna stay no, she goes off with them. She doesn't stay there. She says she would stay with them. In the in the moment before the revelation, you know, before the full plot is shaken down, in the moment she mm-hmm. agrees to stay there yeah not go, she's gonna stay with with sung and and yeah. help him stay secret and quiet before everything falls apart
2: mm. oh uh, uh, because i don't want you to think that we're entirely down on Picard because uh, myself and dude no. uh, absolutely what, guys, down on no, I'm absolutely <laughs> loved the first six episodes and then it kind of yeah it's yeah the first six episodes we absolutely adored but i i i felt let down by the later episodes i I loved picard and data as well even in the last one yeah yeah
3: you you didn't like nepentha that's number
2: seven uh oh wait no that's um troy no troy and riker uh best like some of the best moments absolutely the whole season
3: was yeah
2: Okay, sorry, my bad. No, I think they just should have gotten.
3: I think they should have gotten the soundtrack from Family and just used that all through. Yeah, it was like, oh, come home and have some, you know, R &R and R and rest and relax. Come heal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, it does it for me as well. Is in today's day and age, I hate the fact that we knew the major, like a lot of information going in. We knew Troy and Riker were going to be in there. We like they had already renewed for season two, so okay, we can assume Picard's gonna live. Uh, Patrick yeah. Stewart's already asked Whoopi Goldberg to come back for season two, and I'm like, please stop telling us anything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you're like my wife, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're very, you're like very spoiler Nazi or just anti-spoilers.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it's it's well, just a question with those things. I would have loved to have had that reaction of. Oh, my God. Actually, on your own. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
3: didn't you have that a couple of times, though? Like, the Icheb, nobody knew Echeb was coming back. Oh, I was so
1: thrilled that he got killed. (laughs) But
2: it it wasn't
1: even the actor. It's like, they had to say his name before. You're like, oh, right, okay, so that's Echeb then. Oh, no, I I assumed
2: it was Echeb straight away. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah.
3: Well, it was a little yeah, it was a little weird because you didn't know anything about you hadn't thought about each of much less and thought about him. St- it's like oh, some Starfleet guy she's gouging the eye out of. What? What is <laughs> what sicko thing going on here? Yeah. And then eventually you're like, wait, is that an ex Borg? Wait, what? What? Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, Starfleet ex Borg. Oh, really?
2: And then when it's yeah. seven, it goes, oh, E. J. It's like, oh, okay, it was Echeb. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then you're going, oh, they didn't get Manu to redo the role. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so, very. And me then and, and Maddox isn't the same actor, so you're going, hmm, this is like Santa. <laughs> it's yeah. like who's on the list and who's not on the list. Yeah,
2: you know, I, it's like. I, I, I was I'm, I was hoping that, that Maddox would be the original actor but uh, but i tell you who i was thrilled to see and loved to pieces in it but wish that they had kept him alive was hugh definitely mm-hmm. I, I i was i was gutted by hugh's death because i, I feel, feel like it was I'll, a waste of a character that didn't have to do that for me it was a throwaway death for me yeah
3: i mean it was that way for a lot of people you can hear the other thing that's weird about this, I was just talking about early on, on and on and on. I know, sorry. Mm-hmm. About the experience of the creators talking and the time frames overlapping and all that. So what's amazing though is Michael Shabon and his Instagram story Q and A. I'm sitting there going, well, fine, steal my job, Michael. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those dialogues back and fr- and some of them were just frivolous throwaway, but some of them were like really deep down what I would have, you know, we would have spent five or ten minutes on. In a, mm-hmm. in a sit down for an hour or two. And he goes into the whole thing about people say, called him out on that and said, why did you have to kill Hugh? That was like, uh, you know, and it wasn't just, oh, I love that character. And you killed him off. Like it's serial TV culture, mm-hmm. but really like, why did you throw away the, like you said, why, why did you throw away a good character that could have mm-hmm. served things? You know, look, you got the original actor. Yeah. So you had the full goods from the nineties and then you did all you advanced this character in a mm-hmm. great way that people were excited about. It's a whole and it's a very, you know, Star Treky message-driven thing. Here's somebody, you know, whether you you compare the ex Borgs to the immigration issue, or mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, prisoners, yeah. Yeah. jail being ex- you know repatriated or whatever, mm-hmm. um, not repatriated, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, rehabilitated for society. Yeah, whatever your metaphor is there, it was such a great. A lightning rod to use for that situation to kill him off and you know michael shape he defends why they thought structurally they had to do it in the story because they had to drive they felt like they had to drive seven to a, a La fury level to the same way to echo each i i
2: i kind of uh-huh. get that but at the same time i don't think seven had enough of a personal investment in it to really justify a level of rage over killing Q where <clears throat> not only like do I think Hugh would have made like a brilliant like uh, member of Picard's ongoing crew, definitely. But um, I also, if they were going to kill him, I would have liked to have seen. Once I'm, I'm a real sacrifice guy. I would like to have seen him at least it sacrifice himself them. for a purpose, rather than it. It felt kind of hollow, his mm. death.
4: Well, he- he
3: sacrificed himself because when Elnor finds him, he's so grief stricken he looks up and sees, <laughs> sees ben, the Fenris Rangers. You know, uh, I don't know, what's the clever thing? Key, watch fob, yeah, um, communicator, um, yeah. Batter, bat signal generator. You know.
2: <laughs> His pager. Mm hmm. That's it. I would, I'd say, off of the bat, absolutely love Elnor. Yeah, same. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed not. it. He's such
3: a fresh – In and, and the people that all say, oh, Picard is so – I mean, the thing that I hear a lot – okay, two things. Number one, people – and it's going to happen because – I started to say Paramount um, – CBS is is a dro- is serial show on a streaming channel, and they're dropping one episode at a time, which is just like it was Discovery – which is the only intelligent thing to do. Mm-hmm. That everybody who's 13 and complaining that it's not dropped as a season like some of the other streaming shows. It's like, no, because this is Star Trek. This isn't like anything else. And mm-hmm. and they know they will get a lot more bang for the buck out of promotional and audience. oomph If they drop it all at once, everybody binge watches all 10. And, and within a week source. or two or three, it's faded. I mean, the impact is faded. One at a time, people are like, it keeps it up for 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. and people are really soaking up each episode and going over it over and over and over again and and idiots on podcasts sit around and talk about oh wait (laughs) sorry um but you know what i'm saying so
4: yeah yeah
3: but the trouble with that is when you do week at a time way we always watch star trek uh, i mean original first run Mm -hmm. but then you meld that with with serialized storytelling people fall into the trap i mean you Mm -hmm. could say it's a trap and if nothing else if it's not the entire way to look at them. Maybe just remember to flip back and forth. But when you go back to everybody saying how a serialized series per season, mm-hmm. or for you guys, a serialized show per series yeah. Yeah. Is, is not episodes, but it's chapters. These were like mm-hmm. 10 chapters. Then it's like you've got to reset your brain. Instead of thinking that was a one-and-done show, it's leading into something. My point here is that people get all upset about something one week and then the next week takes care of it or four shows down takes care of it and it's like there's all this draw there's all this online and fandom i mean part of it cbs is sitting back and loving it because it's promoting the show they don't want <laughs> it to go out to crickets you know but there's all this energy put into these things that a show later or three shows later or in the finale is all taken care of and wrapped up now you can still debate from a you know you can step back and see the whole product but this week to week to week i said finally it's like it's like there's a movie like getting a movie a trek movie on a dvd blu-ray mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. on a disc, and it's like instead of uh it's like watching how they have it divided into chapters it's like yeah sitting down yeah. to watch a movie that. I the whole the first world watches one three. chapter and stops, and everybody talks about it for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you're talking about 10 minutes versus, you know, 60 or 50, you know, an hour, quote-unquote, versus 10 minutes. But story-wise, it's the same thing.
2: And, And of course, you can't
3: stop people from talking about it, but that's mentally before everybody jumps off a cliff about these absolutely horrible things that they've got to stop doing. It's like, maybe this is going somewhere. And then, you know, then at the end of the thing, at the end of the run, then you go okay, they killed off Hugh, I was mad in the moment, and I'm still mad now because I think it was a waste. Oh, yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of these oh, things will resolve themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. That's, and a, I... a, that's, a, that's a viewpoint. That's a point of – and if we don't go totally into looking at everything because it's so hard to do. We're only human beings. Yeah. But at least keep that in mind to, to everybody remember to fall back to that before you go condemning – or i got you you all personally but before people yeah. condemn or say i'm writing this whole series off and it's the third episode you
2: know yeah. or the fourth oh episode, yeah or whatever. oh and also i uh, firmly it's one of them things with uh anything uh in life unless you've stuck with it you can't formulate an uh, like a valid opinion unless you've seen it through to the end and gone <laughs> okay then yeah, I was right. It was shit. <laughs> and, but, hey, I did a rewatch of it, and
3: uh, yep, it's still shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
2: But it's no. But with Picard, I don't think in today's day and age it would have um, survived uh, scrutiny if it wasn't an overarching story. I think that's just what we've come mm-hmm. to expect. With TV today, so I think that's absolutely what we're expecting. And another point that I know I'm only bringing up points that I felt negative about. But
3: can I ask you a quick question yes, now? Just i got absolutely. you to
2: ask? hi, thanks for choosing to listen to the TrekMate podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can tweet us at TrekMate1701 or you can email trekmate1701 at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook just by searching for trekmate if you would like to help support the show you can go to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash sci-fi collective where you could sign up to various tiers to help us which include extra special bonus goodies such as exclusive patreon only podcasts stickers t-shirts, and even com badges. So check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash sci-fi collective. Obviously we know that not everyone can help support the show financially, and we want you to know that we appreciate you just listening to the show. Once again, thanks for listening. So,
3: you personally... Or your friends, people in yeah. your circle. Yeah. Did you, you slash you all, watch a lot of streaming, watch Game of Thrones, watch Stranger? I mean, at most, uh, Walking Dead's technically not streaming and not serial, but they're serialized. Yeah. My point here is I think there are people, it started with Discovery, mm-hmm. but even, and which had a whole other layer of problems with it, the mm-hmm. way it was born, right? They'd been fighting to get back to some level of stability in their storytelling and their whole just their dna is trouble but Mm -hmm. they're i'm I'm excited for the third season because i think it may finally be the show it was meant to be but it had to get there first yeah but my point here is i was not a big streaming i didn't i didn't watch streaming shows not because serialized shows not because they were serialized because of the subject matter i don't like i don't care about zombies and i don't care Mm. about it as a metaphor i don't care about i do not get the romance with the Middle Ages. So everything... I mean, I totally respect the fact that billions of people do, and Mm -hmm. Middle Earth is huge, and Game of Thrones is huge, and go down the line. All the 80s movies, the first big fantasy wave. And now... Okay, I get that. But for those reasons, I didn't really watch serialized shows much. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a test case, but tons of people did. Did you watch serialized... Because I think... A chunk of Star Trek's audience, Discovery, and Picard mm-hmm. both, especially Picard, I think a lot of them, maybe it's an older demographic and they didn't watch, I keep going back to this, yeah. Walking Dead and mm-hmm. Game of oh. Thrones, they do not right. watch them, and so they are put off by that format, but I think a ton of people watch all the hot shows
4: mm-hmm. and
3: they totally get how it works as a structure, and then mm-hmm. they pivot over here to watch a star trek and they totally put their star trek filter on from the 90s yeah and they just and it all goes out the window because that's it's that's not saying. you know they put their star trek glasses on and everything they knew about the way tv's been done for 10 years is just out the window and they're and i go don't you watch game of thrones and they're like yes but this is star trek and it's like but they're trying to sell it in today's world and oh, that's I what definitely they
4: love
1: that that that's why i always always say ds Nine's my favorite yeah, because it was
2: the closest to that yeah. from that time, and uh, it's no, the it, one
3: that has held up best over the years is what the phrase is now. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, and uh, both but myself too watched a if lot guys,
3: of... consumers have serialized if that yes. bothered you or if you have friends that were or weren't and you could see the difference. Mm. Oh,
2: uh, we've uh, I adore Stranger Things, big Walking Dead fan. Like yep. there's loads
1: yes, of the above, yeah.
2: Yeah, loads of shows that um, are, are absolutely serialized episodes. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, and uh, absolutely love them. So it, that is what I was expecting going into Picard. Oh, On yeah. that same note, I still I know someone who does love all of the serialized shows, but expect like was almost like missing mm-hmm. the episodicness of TNG. That isn't what I was expecting at all. So, it's it's definitely one of those things that it, I, you're you can, never going to. You can get a mix, though, because that's mm-hmm. that's what the Orville is, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. it's a medium
1: in the middle where it is uh, a bit of both. Well, oh, so, I think the
3: Orville's much more. I mean, there are some running. There's not an overall arc to this. It's orville. just relationships, there's no change, isn't it? For Hulu. There's, it's, there's, there's. Okay, there's running threads. I'm doing air quotes here. There's it's, like it's running, a bit
1: running a bit like threads. it like TNG. Or. Like yeah
3: It exactly that's what I'm yeah. saying but there's not like the overall arc of the whole thing yeah. and, and you know it's 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 not majority minority that way mm-hmm.
4: it's majority
3: minority the other way it's like some yeah. running threads but each one is definitely and even in Picard though, better than discovery only because somebody is either learning from the mistakes of discovery or not mistakes but here's what Star Trek looks like on a serialized skeleton you know mm-hmm. or a, or a frame. And that was hard. It was hard to start any Star Trek up from scratch, much less when the creator leaves, you know, a year in and it's gone around in circles. And if it had been any other, you know, to, to paraphrase Warf here, if you'd been any other man, I would have killed you where you stood or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. There. Uh, if Star Trek, if Discovery had been any other show on any other platform, it would have been the plug would have been pulled after about a year of that craziness. But because mm-hmm. it was Star Trek. And because it was going to launch a new service, it's like boys, keep throwing money at this sucker till it's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll will keep cranking out good PR until you're ready to go with it. You know, the Picard- Uh
1: On one of our previous episodes, Wayne, but I think the only reason why this one was more structured and uh, and had more of a direction is probably because of Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes and everybody else being there. You know. If they weren't there to say, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, it could have gone the same route, couldn't it, as uh, Discovery has Mm -hmm. in its short life. Patrick, yeah, the
3: same same everything that Patrick had that made the internet meltdown the day he walked out on that stage at STLV and Mm. said it. Mm Mm-hmm. The same clout, the same, you know, everything that he carries with him Mm -hmm. to make that happen worldwide just at saying, hello, we're going to do Star Trek. Picard is back. He says Mm -hmm. five or six words, the world melts down. Okay. That same power is also the power that he brings himself to go. Now, you want me involved with this? I'm not going to do it. And, and, And we've seen the story, which is exactly what I was expecting. He's like, I'm not going to redo this again. They go, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. We're not going to reinvent the – we're not going to redo the old. Here's the new. It's it's Mm the same Picard. It's like every Star Trek anyway. It's like how do we take the last thing, do it exactly the same, only different? (laughs) Every series, (laughs) every movie is that that balancing act. It's what all the franchises have to do with And Star Trek's got 47 million levels of complexity to it. It's not just Mm -hmm. – we have a new James Bond and a new M and a new Q – and what are we gonna do yeah. this time? You know, kind of a thing. Okay. Star Trek's got a little, a few more. Star Wars 2.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so to do Picard again, he's he, yeah, he's very much in there. And then, and then you go yeah, yeah, yeah. He says that, and they say sure, 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 sir Patrick, baby. <laughs> and they yeah. sign a deal, and then he sends notes. You know, mm-hmm. and he's sitting somewhere, and he he reads a script, and he's. But when they started right off the bat showing him in the writers' room, they did that Instagram photo. Mm-hmm. That's why people follow these accounts. Yeah. It, they were sending a signal, and even then, it could have been like, "Oh, this is just a cosmetic." You know, here's yeah. here's the here's the, mm. here's the little yarn shot we're taking, but he he was part of it, and as they shot, he was part of it, and they would still tweak things along, and he sounded off. And it's, it's one of those things where it's not just, oh, he signed a contract and we have to let him do that. I mean I think they – enough people are like, guys, this we don't want this to blow up on our face. We don't want to mm-hmm. take a wrong turn. Of course we're going to – now, has Patrick always been right with his choices? Mm-hmm. Patrick is the one that said Romulans are boring to Michael Piller and Rick Berman and made Michael go away from his original idea of what became Insurrection. Mm-hmm. And they went down the whole path of having to invent new alien villains. Because Insurrection is really the same plot as first season of Picard, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's just that Picard is about he's going after the quote-unquote daughter of one of his best friends. Insurrection yeah. was Picard going after a principal for people he didn't know until he knew them. Right, yeah. But he mm-hmm. did the same thing. He resigned to go off on his own and defy Starfleet. And they were fighting their enemy, and they were fighting... Starf at the same time. And he's kind of doing that here and it all gets resolved in the ending fine. Yeah. But um, but Michael was gonna do it's amazing to me, I so ironic, that when they when when Patrick said, Oh Romulans are boring and they made him go down a different path, then mm-hmm. Nemesis has Romulans, then twelve years later the first totally different bunch of showrunners use Romulans in the first Kelvin movie mm-hmm. and now the first thing out of the bat it's almost like are you making it for I mean if Michael was still with us he would be like he was already rolling his eyes by the time Nemesis came out, like, Oh really? I yeah. thought Romulans were boring. Yeah. I always think of that. But so I you know, so Patrick sometimes does but but I'd much rather him be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and with 25 more years' experience and his belt than at that moment. And he's in a different place in his career, so maybe he's not thinking about ego and money and Mm -hmm. diversifying and all that. He's in a comfortable place in his own skin. So, yeah, Um, he was very much involved in that. I mean, the writers of... and, and, And then they get Michael Chabon, who's a Pulitzer Prize winner, and Kirsten Beyer, who's one of the best novelists who takes and uses all of it, not just her Voyager characters, but the whole canon.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: i mean everything's going by and picard and i go i mean here's the thing so we saw the premiere the first three episodes in la
4: yeah at
3: the big gala gala mm-hmm. and the third episode there's just a moment in picard's st- by the way uh uh laris and and um and Jabin. i was one of the things i'm the angriest about is they never came back to earth and picked them up at the end <laughs> why did they not take them with them <laughs> they only had three episodes well i can kind of get it but it's like no you've got to keep using you, you i think they figured it out by the fan reaction that they they've got to get them involved in season two yeah. i hope
2: they they, they were brilliant characters and they were just left I to run I the vineyard
3: it's amazing yeah 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 but i mean they they'd already in their head it's like discovery season two they were all about thinking spock and ethan peck was going to be the. no one knew ethan i mean anson mount's a good actor but no mm-hmm. one knew the whole Anson Mount Pike thing was gonna blow up into such a. I mean, it's a good thing.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I kept watching that go by and going, do they know what to do when the internet melts down for discovery in a good way? It's
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: <laughs> like, oh, what is this about? But anyway, um, um, yeah, I, I was bad. They didn't get back to them, and I know I've. Lo- oh, <laughs> there's the scene in the study. Where right off the bat, and I, I had known this, but all through the setup and all the promo clips you see from the later shows, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like um, what's his name? Like, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Um, I'm looking at all the cast. This is stupid. Uh, Elnor's planet with the with yeah. the Romulan uh, killer assassin nuns. Yes. Um, I've gone back on the name of it. Anyway, his planet with the Romulans and yeah. the Romulan XBs and all that, but you see all, you see all the different kinds of Romulans over the years that people go, oh, well, they were smooth-headed in original series, and now uh, Mike Westbrook gave them, you know, they have bumpy heads in, in mm-hmm. uh, Next Gen, and then they've gone through weird things through the Kelvin movies, too. Yeah. And rather than go, oh, it's a mistake and all that, or take 25 years and had, thankfully, not all the baggage that the Klingons did with their smooth-head, bumpy-head mm-hmm. issue. I'm like, you know, the simplest thing for Romulans, just say it's it's species diversity. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. you know, same saying with everything else that that applies to makeup. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you, you were able to cobble together, the and eventually they came around with the freedom to make different Klingons. You started seeing Discovery. You started seeing some TNG-era Klingons and all that. And it's just like, yeah. what house is in power now and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the Romulans didn't even have that much baggage. And lo and behold, I'm sitting there watching the preview, and Dave Rossi is sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. And it runs by, and that assassin that they ca- capture, and he's, they've got him tied up in the chair, the one that survives, that mm-hmm. yeah. attacks the room. And when she walks over, and you're looking at the two of them, she's a smooth head. She looks just like Joanne Woodville playing the Romulan commander in in, in Enterprise Incident, you know, her yeah. look. And then J-Ban has got the, has got the plated forehead, the next-gen type, mm-hmm. onward. And it's like, look, they've got both of them on screen together. They're making a statement here that they're all Romulans. That's just species diversity. But it's all visual, right? And then the minute she goes over to the the assassin and goes, you're just a stubborn northerner. And she looks over at J-Ban, and I went, did Kirsten just slide in a piece of retcon there that will have nothing to do with the plot? She just sneaked it in to Mm -hmm. retcon that. Which is all you have mm-hmm. to do for 95% of the shit in Star Trek that drives people crazy. Just yeah. put one line in, or one little thing in, and it's taken care of. Yeah. And yeah. So, and it never came back again. No. You watch the whole ten episodes, it was never a major plot point. It was like one line that fixed where it could do. Simple, clean, efficient, it's all mm-hmm. savvy writers that know yeah. their track like her. And mm-hmm. that's why I was so glad. So we, we you know... That's why I thought came out of that saying. This is going to be golden. It's going to be so different from Discovery. Mm-hmm. And eventually, there were things that, like we're we're talking about here, that did split people into debates. But the underpinning of the show came from such a healthier place as far as what people expect Star Trek to be. It's almost like I think people got spoiled. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it got five six shows in, and people were starting to find things to debate about. It's like guys, don't you remember? Like five minutes of Discovery went by. <laughs> And people were already like, "What?" on forty-seven different things. What? What? Yeah, what? yeah. I mean, people forget how much. Okay, I'm gonna get off of this, but you I'm see no, what I'm saying?
2: I'm sure. and, oh no, absolutely. And I and I am there with you because with the first seven episodes, we did love it. We did love it. I think I just felt let down by it because mm-hmm. with how the series was going, it had built expectations for myself that like I just don't uh-huh. feel that it. Uh, Well, yeah, we would live in all sorts, weren't we? And the thing is, I just felt it's like you've got an entire island of uh, androids being led by a bad android. And uh, why is law not there? And also, you've got this tech where you're saying, okay, then we can turn androids into humans. We've never heard about this news soon. It's got to be law. in in like a flesh form and it's like no no it isn't (laughs) yeah
3: well okay in a practical sense number one they actually go to the trouble of pulling out a drawer full of data parts and actually saying look it's b4 which was like astounding to me i mean the fact that they went back i mean we're even not even thinking about maddox I mean, Mm -hmm. we're talking about just things from the movie. I mean, they really did reference a lot of things that fans would know, and they didn't know what you know. The whole argument is, if you if you bog it down too much with stuff for fans, you will scare away anybody who's new,
4: Mm -hmm. right?
3: That's part of the balancing act, and fans don't like to hear that, but that's part of it. And it's like if you can do a visual, if you can stick a thing on a graphic and make the uber nerds happy, Mm -hmm. then you've done you've done it both ways, right? But if you can pull off a Wizard of Oz or a Warner Brothers Looney Tunes where like it's there's one layer for the adults and one layer for the kids. Yeah. And if yeah. you can pull off a Star okay. Trek where you've got one layer for the longtime fans and one layer for everybody else. And then the the newbies can watch it the third or fourth time or watch it years later and go, Oh, I didn't realize that. But now I know this and I saw they had it in there and it was there the whole time and I was just too new to that's cool. That's totally yeah. fine. But it's mm-hmm. not boring new people under a uh, you know under a mountain of stuff they have to know. And that's why a lot of times people say, "Why didn't you just include so and so?" So if B4, if lore was technically disassembled at the end of um of Descent Part 2, mm-hmm. and then years later, the next big bugaboo wacky doodle soon Android was B4, And that's also the chapter of the saga where Data dies. Mm -hmm. Well, then, they're going to talk about all of that as Picard's, you know, that's his angsty thing about Data died, I should have, he gave his life for me, and B4 was part of that. They're also going to know that if people go back and look at that movie, they're going to say, oh, B4, didn't they download Data's memories into B4? What happened to him? So they're dealing with b Even though to us, it's like, lore was in 17 episodes, and B4 was only in that one movie. Well, B4 was the thing that people who are checking it out are going to see. And the fact that they didn't mention, I mean, mm-hmm. you read those those Michael Shabon bits, he's constantly talking about all the things they wanted to do, meant to, I mean, I'm sure between him and Kirsten they had like four or five more episodes worth of cool stuff that they couldn't cram in.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Even with digital episodes that don't have to fit, you know, 42 minutes and 18 minutes of commercials or whatever. Yeah. Even with that like the whole they, they set up the having a spot a cl- or a AI or a cloned cat, spot 2,
4: mm-hmm. and then
3: never pay oh, no, off the Elnor nice. gets to see him, Yeah. And he says, Well, we were going to and it got squeezed out. It's like how do you set something up and don't have anyway, if yeah. that happened with spot 2 and Elnor, mm-hmm. I mean just imagine where mention even a mention of Lore because then they go, Well, we'll confuse people that don't know Lore unless we talk about him and the longer we talk about it. I mean, I was already amazed that they brought Bruce Maddox. When they mentioned Bruce Maddox early, early, I'm like, well, he'll be yeah. a character because yeah. they wouldn't spend that much time for a nothing payoff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Him yeah, later.
2: Exactly. I'll tell you one thing that they uh, that I was extremely worried about, and then very glad that they didn't. When they were laying the groundwork for the, uh, oh, we're going to be downloading uh, like his mind into this uh, synth body and I was just like oh my god they're gonna put Picard in a young person's body and yeah. they're gonna recast and Picard recast. yeah yeah and when they didn't I was like well at least they didn't do that <laughs> which I had actually even said
1: that when they did their season two spoiler you know saying that it exists I'd be like you never know they could do that and you're like no way they're not doing that <laughs> Well, when they
3: first announced this, when he, you know, the Vegas announcement, the first thing that went through my mind is, it's a streaming season, it's going to be serialized. Patrick is coming back and doing this. Not mm-hmm. just the caveat that we're not repeating Next Gen, but it's he's going to pull a Leonard Nimoy Rathacon, or he's going to pull a Brent Spiner Nemesis, and say, okay, I'm to the age, this is awesome. If we can guarantee this is worth doing and there's something creatively and, you know, audience worthy that's Mm -hmm. different, then I will do it. But it's not a blank check. We're going to do it and I'm going to die at the end. And we will send the character out on a high note. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking that it was going to be Picard's death. And it's like, well, and we'll do it a hell of a lot better than we
1: killed off Kirk, you know, kind of a thing. If it wasn't for the season two thing, I I would agree.
3: Yeah, well, and then just a few months later... Patrick is talking at something somewhere. I mean, literally just a few months like that was summer yeah. of of twenty um, what, eighteen? Mm-hmm. And then like before the holidays that year, I think, he was in an interview and he goes, Oh, we've got story for two or three seasons worth. And I went, Okay, they're not kill obviously they're not yeah. killing him off at the end of the He's not gonna stay on an executive produce but die I mean, he's not gonna like no. I just want the money for two more seasons, but I'm out of the show. And like, <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. He doesn't care. So mm-hmm. You
2: know, and um, but, but personally, I feel I, I okay. I I hated Picard's death. I thought it cheated his what could have been his eventual actual death because I felt it, it, it's for me personally. It's just a question of okay, you get to have this nice moment with Data. I don't understand why they, considering Data's sentience was so um, formed within this little sphere that they couldn't have just uploaded it to a new Android. I don't understand why not. But uh, yeah, you've got to have this nice moment. But I think that you eventually, when when they do eventually decide to kill Picard, he's already dead. So it's...
3: so you're one of the people that thinks this should be called the Picard Android and not really
2: Picard. He's not oh, we'll Picard. See. He's not no he's he's not Picard. He's, <laughs> he's, okay,
3: I I don't really, i mean, this is funny, like I don't r still am more pissed that uh we've not gone to Teller Prime. <laughs> <laughs> than I am about this whole debate. It's like, I can see both sides. It's yeah. like, okay, then he's dead, and we don't do the character anymore. Or he's dead, yeah. and now he's have... But Because part of me goes, what do you call Spock when he cottered into McCoy long enough to be put into a regenerated Genesis body?
2: Yeah, you're right. So- Oh, no, you're right. And the thing is, people die every single episode on Star Trek because they transport everywhere. And when you teleport, you're having everything broken down. The pers- the original oh, died the... straight away. Wayne,
3: you know, so, Star Trek is 54 years old, and I'm just shocked that no one has ever th- thought of that
2: before. I be... I've
3: that's... never heard anyone raise a word about that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The amount of homicide that goes on in Star Trek—it's ridiculous—and
3: <laughs> the Federation condones it. Yeah, oh, waiting but, for like the the equivalent of the flat Earth protesters in the Federation is like
2: <laughs> big murder. Yeah, the what, what, One thing that I do want to gauge your, your uh, opinion on, because I know that you do have an appreciation uh, for the ships and stuff, <laughs> in. in in yeah. the finale, did it not feel like something just press control paste? <laughs> pace, yeah. pace, 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 pace?
3: <laughs> I love how we have all these memes coming out of this show. So we have like, uh, he's an and- you know Hashtag he's really just an android. We have hashtag the cut and paste fleet.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, hashtag who said sense can do mind melds? Yeah. <laughs> You know. uh, I just, you just go, don't... that's how what a super special advanced my, uh, synth she was. That's, mm-hmm. you
2: know. And one of my, uh, also one of our friend's uh, favorite thing that he couldn't stop laughing about from the final episode was the magic wand that could fix everything by thinking of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's even got Larry.
4: Yeah,
3: that's uh... <laughs> Yeah, I just <laughs> why can't they just like pointed at the at the the sit the robo serpents coming out of the vortex and or yep. whatever the fifteen different video games that I've never played over the years that everybody said oh look it's like it's right out of Avengers. Aven- um, Avengers? Definitely
2: okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought
3: there was a uh, isn't there a video game that everybody's saying oh that's right out of the artificial sure. intelligence?
2: Oh, <laughs> I don't know. No, it just seemed for me it it. it Reeks of Avengers because it was a big hole in the sky with uh, serpent robots yeah. coming through. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, so uh, I'm assuming you was a big fan of the uh, Federation fleet then, Larry.
3: <laughs> I, when I when you saw a few people and poor souls. You know, people like visual effects artists. They're just in there. they just do what they're told to do until they get up to a point where they can have some creative input. Yeah. And when you know one or two of them, somebody says, "Wow, I wish we could have done more on this scene, but we had to. <laughs> we had to chip it off. We were on deadline." And it's like, and that was like the one clue that got out, and everybody said, "See, see, they ran it." Well, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about that and everything else yeah. is, we can all talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that ship that no plan intended, but that ship has sailed. It's yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, eventually, like the original series, you know, oh look they re, they reused the Botany Bay model for the Woden that freighter mm-hmm. and all, you know. Oh look they reused the Rigel 7 Castle for uh Flint's Castle. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we all watch that. It, that's a production budget thing. And we're used to thinking for 50 years we've talked about the crippled little sixties budgets and what they did on those little, but but even on next generation, you know, they had the joke about how many times can the bird prey explode once they just yeah. reuse the footage <laughs> yeah. for everything. Right. So
2: I think it's just so, because they had never the put 200 of them side by side before. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, that was the other thing, but, but forget, I mean, they had to send 200 cause there were 200 Romulans. The thing was, do we laugh at the, at the at the creators for having 200 Romulan ships? It's like, hi, guys. I know a lot of you guys. Here's, here's them talking to the fan world. Okay, guys. I know a lot of you have been disappointed that we've had, like, zero ships except for this scummy little freighter that looks cleaner than most Starfleet ships. <laughs> but we're going to make it all up. We're going to give you, like, 200 Romulans and 200 Federation at the end. 200 Starfleet it's like wow okay and your mind is full of like ds9 dominion war type battles or something yeah and it's like oh look it's 200 copy and paste romulans and 200 copy and paste you know but and then it was just such a little it's almost like a cart speaking of you know looney tunes it's almost like a cartoon thing where it's like here comes the army there's a there's an old uh bugs and yosemite sam bit where they're in the old west Mm -hmm. and one of them is grazing cattle. Uh, or, or he has beef. Yosemite Sam has cows, and Bugs Bunny has sheep, and they do a cartoon line of the sheep, like roaring across the prairie, consuming all the scrub, so that there's nothing for the cattle to eat. Mm-hmm. And Yosemite Sam is trying to, you know, do away with Bugs and his sheep because they're eating the sparse scrub. Mm-hmm. And and they just, but they just do those cartoon lines of like, here's the line of sheep like a like a mm. like a lawnmower devouring yeah. everything on the ground cover and mm-hmm. here's the cattle coming from the other stampeding devouring everything in front of them yeah and then they there's a mass explosion in the middle cartoony and that's mm-hmm. what i kept thinking like i had this cartoon vision of all these 200 ships and the car- and part of it is like okay really so it starts not with the starfleet because the starfleet had to match the romulans right mm-hmm. so the romulans really had to send 200 ships well then does that come out of the fact that that O or whatever her name and i know it was on screen in the in the putter yeah but it's like romulans are so paranoid stupidly overkill para, you know but that they send that, you ships this wasn't which, just the, romulans, which kind of fits the whole point they've got this secret cult doing this and they've been so they've, mm. they've devoted so much long-term resource that they have moles in starfleet for yeah. 20 years and 30 years to do this and the, the... so, in my mind, it's like, yeah, they would overkill it. and it's like the it's like the Klingon sending a fleet to destroy the triple Planet. It's like stupid overkill, but that's what they did. And, and it's you know so that, on one that... hand, you're a disappointed viewer for seeing all those ships the same, but there's two hundred Starfleet ships because there's two hundred Romulan ships, and that came out of a story point. And if we're disappointed if they all look alike, that was a practical... Maybe yeah. in twenty years when they do the the fifty the forty seven, j pink ray edition
2: yeah <laughs>
3: they introduced the introduce ships
2: i'm
3: totally no be
2: it yeah uh no, and the thing is it, it did amaze me that the Jadvash, which was like a fairly secret part of the yeah. tal shiar had 200 chips i don't know where they would have been hiding them <laughs>
3: well don't forget that the tal shiar weren't supposed to have like uh, the uh the card the um the Cardassian secret police. Um,
2: oh, um, uh, the Tal Shiar is...
3: and the uh, uh, Order.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, the the uh, gem order. Somebody's mm-hmm. gonna shoot me. Um, remember how they had? They weren't supposed to have ships, and they have this whole invasion fleet to go team up with the Tal Shiar and go attack the Founders' world. So it's... you know, the bigger the empire, the bigger there's there's uh secret pockets to hide obsidian the obsidian order okay oh, right.
1: okay jesus yeah.
3: christ i didn't look that up you could obviously tell it's, it's but just the a shame Obsidian order wasn't supposed to have its own ships and they had a whole fleet to go attack the founder's world it was so you know
2: it's a shame that the jad uh, the uh jad vash didn't help out with the uh evacuation of romulus though <laughs>
3: Yeah, there's some of these, you know, and then there are people, I mean, we're so far past the whole thing of, so the retcon in the comics to fix the 09 movie has been wiped away and simplified, so now we're not taking the Countdown 09 comics as as vac- canon in a vacuum because now we have it on screen so we're going to go which is the evolution of things that's what, yep. that's what happens exactly but I just it took everybody a while because we'd had 10 years of having like I did stellar cartography the maps mm-hmm. and that's what we went with because that was what I call canon in a vacuum there's nothing else mm-hmm. here's the highest profile thing to fill in with and it was it was made by uh by the creators it was made by of course mm-hmm. Kurtzman and Orsi so
4: mm-hmm. yeah so you know Oh. Anyway,
3: but we've gotten way past that whole thing. Now we're on to mm-hmm. the cut-and-paste fleet and, and mind-melds-by-synths.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's
3: real, yeah.
2: So, it, as an overarching feeling, um, as a fan, uh, was you h- happy with the series as a whole? Was you uh, Did you feel fulfilled with what you expected Picard to be? You mean aside from
3: the fact they didn't find an excuse to get to Teller Prime? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Exactly. Um No yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And um and I it may have what's funny is on you know, yes they had they killed off Hugh, but they had not only Hugh, but then having, you know, Brent Spiner as data and yeah. as data knockoffs and then as like, Oh, who's the latest? In-? Hey, Bill, who's the latest in the Zoom family we can bring out this week? Well, Ted, the latest in the Zoom family that Brett Steiner's portraying is... Yeah. You know, Alton and mm-hmm. Ego Hey, that's great. I mean, okay, so there's that. But And then Jerry, and and elevating the seven character, mm-hmm. which is when they first said Patrick and people were saying, Oh, I hope they get the whole crew back in together. You're know, like, uh, Marina and... Uh, uh, Troy and Riker and Geordie and Worf. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Well, Okay, but guys, don't be so limited. you mm-hmm. You've got a whole 24 centuries worth of regulars that never got a movie. Yeah. And now yeah. they come in and the actors are great still actors, and mm-hmm. it'd be wonderful to see some and okay, so we got The Court Neon Light, Neon Sign on on Free but Yeah. It's, you know, it's like why limit yourself to just the next gen people? And that's what they did, but you know, if you want to say it was cravenly commercial to go, hmm, who are the most popular in twenty years of conventions post their series? Who are the most popular headline grabbing, eyeball, YouTube getting, you know, tweet retweeting mm-hmm. personalities in Star Trek? You know, Patrick number one, maybe? Well, Shatner, but that's not that's not where this was going.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So Patrick, now who after Patrick? And when you think, well, wow, not and, and not Jonathan Delarco, nothing against him you know, Jerry and Seven is one of those rare people that you say that and the whole world goes, oh, and melts down and loves her and she's you know, she's in that place. And there's others too. So we mm-hmm. wind up with Jonathan and Marina and mm-hmm. people get shout outs. My friend Rebecca there in your your little island is got her hashtag Picard Needs Bev campaign. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: And you if if Lavar's to be believed, um Not only he's flapping his lips about having talks, which he would not open his mouth if it wasn't going to happen. Same way with Mm -hmm. Bob Picardo. Months ago, before the thing even aired the first season, he's saying, Mm -hmm. well, they're talking to me about – I'm talking to them about season two. None of them would ever say anything like that publicly if it wasn't a done deal because that's the surest way to blow it up. That's stupid.
4: Mm -hmm. Or to have
3: have the pull the publicity stunt of Patrick going on The View and asking Whoopi if she'll be in season two. Well, okay. You know, they leverage that as promotion. Oh, look, and look what starts the next day. Oh, look what just grabbed headlines worldwide from overlapping audiences mm-hmm. just in time to promote this new show. So anyway, so yeah, yeah it's like they're going to get everybody back unless there's some real reason not to. And the, But they'll all be individual. It won't be this honking crowd thing. I mean, Troy and Riker, they're married. You don't have them together unless something's happened to one or both of them. But yeah. and then in the end, you have – Jonathan, you have Riker back alone, because Troy's not going to be counseling him on this one-time rescue. I mean, you know. And there'll be ways. But, again, think of the whole, you've got the whole universe to play with. I just love it when, it's like we've gone from nothing to actually people that say, oh, that's just fanboy service. That's just fan service for the fanboys. And I go, Mm -hmm. it could be, if it was done badly, and if it was just gratuitous, you know, like, ding-dong! Zoop. (gasps) Oh! Look, my God, Seven of Nine, we've never met before. What are you doing mm-hmm. at my door? Why, Jean-Luc, I just yeah. thought I'd come by and say hi. Okay, well, come on in, have some tea. Okay, okay, well, thanks for dropping by. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Guess who drops by this week's episode of Star Trek Picard? I mean, that would be stupid, but no, she was, you couldn't, nobody will say that she wasn't fully integrated. Now, it feels like, I, somebody the other day said, it feels like they dropped the whole ex-Borgs thing as mm-hmm. a metaphor for some social issues, Mm-hmm. totally evaporates they kind of talk about it at the end of the oh look some borg survived the borg cube sitting on on capelius yeah okay now seven at the end you think she's not a full blood regular cast like who's cat who's right re- like discovery like who's regular cast they keep losing people and maybe picking people mm-hmm. up and Picard was the same way. Well, who's going to stay, and who's who did their thing, and now they're leaving? And that final shot has to tell you who's – they wouldn't have them in the final shot. Like,
4: yeah.
3: mm. people are like, what happened to Navek? They dragged him away. Did he become a good guy, and now he's going to hang around and, and pest pester Soji? Or yeah. what's up with that? Well, they don't know. But here's Seven. Is she going yeah. back to the Fenris Rangers? Well, and she's just getting a ride here for a – is that shot just about paying off the most popular – characters
2: of the good guys
3: or is that about showing you who's in the second season so that's yeah. that will be wacky to see you know I'd, I'd, see I'd,
2: I'd, one thing that i uh, regretted that they didn't pay off later down the line is um oh what's uh, picard's mate that always calls him lj um raffi Raffi. J- raffi yeah yeah i'm i was disappointed that uh, because early on the they had gave her the whole arc of um her family distancing themselves from her because she had gone nice. on about uh it being a conspiracy and there was no sort of payoff with that because i felt the stuff with her son was really really good like really strong really yeah. touching got us to like, understand her character that bit more and she didn't get that like sort of payoff to that part of the story at this point uh, at this time, because she was always it seems to be that lone voice of this was a conspiracy. And then they find out it is and it's kind of just like, OK, <laughs> I
3: could. Yeah, I could totally see in the crash of the moment of trying to wrap up the story. I can mm-hmm. see that. It, but, yeah, it's definitely hanging out there. Yeah. Both. Hey, look, I was well, two things. Hey, look, I was right all along. I wasn't crazy to mm-hmm. everybody, not just her son, but her ex-husband, mm-hmm. but then she's yeah. she's intertwining fingers with seven, so mm-hmm. which is another reason that seven should be back, probably. But it's like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And it's the twenty fourth century. No one really cares. It just feels different. But if you know her son's father, did you even get a sense of whether he was still like she somebody says that she left them or they left her? Mhm. So is he still alive? Is he going to be a mm-hmm. character? Is it important? But at some point she gets to get back to her son and go, you know, look, I wasn't crazy.
0: I mm-hmm. mean, the whole
3: thing, whole thing about the Federation lifting the sense ban. People are like, "Wait, what? That all happened in 2 hours? What? What?" You know, and then it's like, "Well, the last scene you see, it's not clear how much time had gone by between the scene before that." And I think Shabon was even saying it was like a day or two later or something. I I got to mm-hmm. refresh that. But it was not meant to be continuous. So people, it's understandable that people are going like, like why didn't why didn't she get to tell her son and wh- how did yeah. the Federation rescind its ban after 15 years or whatever, 12 mm-hmm. years, whatever it's been, you know, et cetera. It's on down the line all that. And 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 Seven and and Rafi have just hooked up over one look, five episodes yeah. earlier. Well, it's, there's been some more going on. So that's that's part of the. You know, again, if they squeezed out the El Sea Spot Two scene, then that's part yeah, of the part of the the I don't say the wreckage. That's part of the consequence of of yeah. you know cramming so much. But that's mm-hmm. nothing. Not to say, and how many times have you seen this? A pilot set out some things that don't pay off mm-hmm. that then get picked up in succeeding shows. And again, this wasn't the pilot episode of the season. But if you think mm-hmm. of the whole thing as a story, they've really just started. Well, they've told a very big, complex story, but it's yeah. still kind of like chapter one—not chapter. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah. yeah. There's still plenty uh,
3: more places to go, and they're talking yeah. about at least three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll film it back to back. I mean, at some point, the reality of—I mean, Patrick's an amazing Superman, and we see all these actors and other people living way into their 90s and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they're they're hedging their bets. I mean, if they shoot two seasons fairly close together and it's not like this nine months in between i mean we're into covid lockdown yeah. now and that's all made everybody crazy
1: but i don't even know how I that's going to work their with druthers, i think would be
3: to shoot both seasons back to back with maybe a small break in
2: the middle. and that's the thing i would expect them to wrap it up with patrick by the end of season three because you don't know how long he's going to be able to go for and that's without anything sudden mm-hmm. happening at all. Um, Larry. Well, it,
3: Netflix is having this model about kind of even its best shows, like unless there's some really compelling reason to keep going, like somebody else is paying for it, or it's like mm-hmm. the number one show they have there, even their popular shows, Netflix is kind of like, because in their business model, it's not like, oh, we'll sell it to local stations and get you know commercials off of it forever. It's mm-hmm. like, it's going to get worn out and people will have seen it They've seen it mm-hmm. so anyway i i can totally see maybe three years being the model but you know, we'll see yeah
2: that. no i think yeah, so i think so but then at that point if they set up enough then you can get more spawning off of that mm-hmm. one point yeah, for sure they have spin-off characters yeah exactly the lesson
3: and... And jay bump show yay
2: or even just exploring different things within that universe that we're dying to see. So, um, Larry. Um, like Teller Prime. Exactly. Exa- uh, just a whole season yeah. on Teller Prime. Well, uh,
3: Harry Judge, I had started a hashtag last year in Vegas. Uh, time for hashtag time for Teller Prime.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so, uh, Larry. um Tell people where they can check you out at the moment because I've been thoroughly enjoying the track files. Uh, still, oh. like you're like just started your new season uh, mm-hmm. recently again, so you're back with that. And I love that you keep to the uh, original uh, amount of episodes per season as well. It's it's, it's a traditional track, oh. sort of like twenty six episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we have you no. Know, when your whole thing is. 15-20 minutes long normally you don't worry about going to 10 episodes we're, we're not serialized uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's, okay. it's all these standalones sometimes we have two-parters and three-parters but we haven't serialized yet um, yeah so the Trek Files is, is, is we started the fifth season and, and our seasons are a half year so we'll do like 24 and then take a month off and then do 24
4: mm-hmm.
3: but we just started season five and we have guests and my, my uh, go-to okay. guest when we are in between uh, veter- more veteran guests, is John Champion, who produces it. But, you know, John auditioned for Will Wheaton, for Wesley Crusher by tape back in the day. Oh, yeah. So he qualifies to be <laughs> an extended family professionally, uh, as well as working for Roddenberry, you know, Yeah. Uh, and doing mission and all that. But, uh, no, we just started, you know, and that's on... Uh, Facebook is the easiest, but we're the only podcast. Now other ones may give you stuff on the side, but we're the only podcast that gives you not homework, but all the Mm -hmm. stuff that we talk about right there on the Facebook page. And you can get the audio all kinds of places, podcast.roddenberg.com, Libsyn Mm -hmm. and iTunes and all that. But you get the docs on our Facebook page. So just go to the Trek files every Tuesday.
4: Yeah.
3: uh, There's the documents. And I say, yeah, Tuesday morning. There's mm-hmm. the documents and uh, the audio, and um, we're going to have Eric Stillwell back. We've got some more truck, actual truck veterans coming in, and uh, we just we just keep seeing who's around. It's sad because the COVID, we all the one or two we had in studio live with us, and we would always take pictures and post those. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the COVID crackdown means we're not doing that. So we're mm-hmm. doing everything the old-fashioned way, like we're doing right now. So I look forward to opening that up, but. But
2: uh, yeah, absolutely. And of course,
3: it's a, it's a Roddenberry podcast, so this is a project that Rod wanted to do and and mm-hmm. ask me to host this. So,
2: and also I, it's a it's a real treat because you you like go over so many things that would never have yeah. seen the light of day, whether it's like like memos from like a secretary to Rod, or whether it's uh, like personal like letters uh, between like fans to. Uh, roddenberry or anything else it's just things that never would have seen the light of day and it's a real treat to be able to listen to it. i always tend to listen to the podcast and then check the document out after oh really yeah
3: <laughs> okay well that's cool whatever whatever floats your boat there wayne but however you do it well what's what i always try what you know we are talking about history and in case of this it's could be literally dusty history until we dust it but what I always try to do is always make it not just about history because history informs us you know now so whether it's you know and and Gene died in 91 so his technically his files ended fourth, fifth season Next Generation Mm -hmm. but even whether it's Next Generation or the original series or the pilots or the 70s when he was trying to Mm -hmm. do his movies or the movie era when he was you know motion picture was insane and then he was Mm -hmm. demoted but finding his place and, and being Guru Gene on the college circuit, all that kind of stuff. But still, the letters came in and all that. And then his, his career before Trek with the Lieutenant and Have Gun, Will Travel and his one-off writing and the letters and just everyday stuff. So I, it's, it's wonderful to see that because everything about Gene and the shows, no matter what show it is, informs how we look at not just those older ones, but – it's the DNA of Star Trek that we still have today, and uh, what I always try to do, is especially find something, and whether it's from the 60s, the 70s, to the 80s, that really is still with us today, mm-hmm. or it's a it's a weird tangent, and when you look at it in a certain way, you take it out of the immediate you know time it was in, which is cool to to look at anyway for its own sake. But then you go, mm-hmm. my God, this could have been said about Discovery, or this could have been about. You know, Mm -hmm. Picard, Or this is an issue we're still dealing with that Star Trek could still get to in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to I always try to not just have it be, you know, you know, golden oldie history for history buffs, but try to make it so that it's something cool that informs something right now in our face. Yeah. And we've tried to do that. But the history, I mean, when we were able to finally track down um, just because we to have the piece of paper and I finally realized one day, let's go look for that piece of paper. Uh, we found out who ISIS the cat really was, April Tetro, and got her out into mm-hmm. the world. And she was like totally bizarre. She was totally, <laughs> totally tickled, in the old-fashioned sense of the world, that she'd known this. She wasn't hiding from anybody. But the entire mm-hmm. Star Trek world, no idea who she was. So we got you know her out in the the original yeah. Next Generation premise.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, without Jean, that was mm-hmm. that, those are our two big finds that I think have really added something to the. the record too so yeah i'm glad you enjoy yeah
4: Yeah.
2: oh absolutely absolutely so um so thank you so much for joining us larry it's been an absolute pleasure if people want to hit you what's your uh, twitters and addresses
3: all that well the twitter is very simple it's at larry Mm nimichek my main hub on facebook is larry nimichek's trekland Mm -hmm. and that is where you can also see i think i mentioned trekland tuesdays live every Week at 1 p.m. Tuesday, which is 9 Mm o'clock your time. Yep. Uh, UK time, 10 o'clock on the continent. And the two big things, guys, I want to throw in here real fast. I know we've yacked on forever. Um, Just because we're all in this lockdown, stay-at-home situation. So I'm saying for the duration, Mm -hmm. which is a lovely old World War II term, and it seems very apt. So for the duration, hashtag, um, on Fridays, I'm doing a – I call it nonfiction Fridays. Mm-hmm. In a in a track sense, so it's a book meetup for the classic uh, Star over the years Star Trek nonfiction books. That whenever people have a Star Trek book mm-hmm. meetup, they never. It's always about those silly fiction novels. <laughs> when we all know that the real core of Star Trek publishing <laughs> is the non the guidebooks and the tech manuals and all that kind of stuff and the making ofs. So anyway, we're doing a book a week, and I announced mm-hmm. that. So there's a Facebook page for that, Nonfiction Friday. So everybody come join that. Uh, it's a Zoom meeting, so you get the Zoom ID and the password hint, and it's at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific. That's mm-hmm. that's a, It's at 3 p.m., which is uh, 11, 11 you guys o'clock. Time. Yeah. yeah, and it's midnight for, for the Europeans, I know, but we still have a lot of them come on. Mm-hmm. And last week, we were talking about the making of the Trouble of Tribbles book, and David Gerald got on with us when I hadn't mm-hmm. even set it up. So you never know what's going to happen. The other thing I'm really excited about for the first time, I'm finally getting a multi-stream. So a good friend of mine, Dr. Ali Matu, he was kind of a geek psychologist. He's very much a professional psychologist, but he's also a huge fan of Trek and mm-hmm. Star Wars and all across the spectrum. We're doing a co-hosted show called Life Support Live.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's all about – we say uh, our mission is to go boldly through uncertain times and it's really it's really star trek through a mental health lens so we have a lot of geek out stuff on characters and plots and things
4: mm-hmm.
3: and then also some takeaways for daily life especially right now with everybody being in bunker times so mm-hmm. that's yeah. on his youtube channel my facebook that i just told you larry and image trek land and we're on twitch too and it's live people mm-hmm. can chat in they can skype in and be on camera with us it's kind of ambitious and every week we have a different theme. Our first show was last week. We had Picard, the series, the character Picard, and trauma and mm-hmm. all stuff even before his series, like getting stabbed in the heart and being locutus mm-hmm. and being tortured and, you know. But anyway, but having fun with it, but having people with takeaways they can do. In fact, our, our tagline is, uh, we we work to better ourselves and all humanity, which is Picard's line, right?
4: Mm-hmm. And then
3: I say, uh, but whatever our mission We'll have a little fun along the way, which is what Pike said uh, when he came aboard Discovery. So that kind of sets the tone, and we have a good time. And we had a ton of people with us from his community and my community. And it was a lot. But that's Saturdays at noon, uh, Mm -hmm. meaning it's uh, 8 p.m. in the U.K. and 10 o'clock on. Very
4: cool. So I
3: hope everybody can join us for that. Those are freebies. And um, I have a two-months. Two, I have a 3 months deal going on right now, but I don't have the page built yet, but it will be soon. Portal 47, our really big deep dive, my paid business core, um, three months for basically the cost of two, uh, which is uh, $79 for two months, but three. But it's the full package with guests and roundtables and things out of my archives. And that's portal47.net if you want to go look that up too, so if you haven't heard about it. Excellent. No. Oh, so I yeah, I think during the, the lockdown <laughs> I've been uh, four. I don't know about you guys.
2: <laughs> That's it. Oh no, well Larry, it's been an absolute pleasure having you Thank on. Thank you, man. And it's, it's, I'm glad that we've got to like dissect certain aspects of Picard with yourself. As well. Yeah, I love that. Well,
3: it's been good. Why? Did we leave certain aspects on the table? Well, oh,
2: there's, oh, there's tons. There's, there's tons. We could go for hours. Well,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. technically, we could go for hours.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, apart from it being maybe two in the morning. I have yeah. been a job
3: with you guys long enough. I know. I know. But it's no, always it's... It's been so long.
2: Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. I yeah. uh, look forward
1: it, to doing it again.
2: Hopefully, and sooner than We do time.
3: the whole freaking season. so Yeah, you know, exactly.
4: Yeah. You
1: know
2: exactly and that's that's pretty hard to surmise within a hour and a half podcast so exactly so but no thank you so much for joining us larry it's been an absolute pleasure having you on
3: uh, oh sure thing wayne and jude yeah thanks guys for having me
2: not a problem so thanks for listening everybody i've been wayne emery i've been jude hawkins and i've been dr trek larry nimichek and that's TrekMate.
0: Well, down on the planet, you took a shot to your heart. Woke up in the ever after, cause Q did his part. That's okay, your heart was artificial. Years ago you lost it when you didn't play official Humans playing Dungeon Just some humans playing Dungeon Humans playing Dungeon The masochist way I got a chance to do it over Cue, doesn't fight fair But he owed you a favor To send your derriere me up Gordon and your friend named Marty. Also, this time you could circumvent the party. Humans playing dumb, John. Just some humans playing dumb, John. Humans playing dumb, John. The NASA can Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all-hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All eyes. ask is a tall ship and a I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, star date thirty five forty one point nine.
4: Program
1: complete. Enter when ready.
0: I am Captain Jean Luc Picard and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.